Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. Somebody bless the name of the Lord. We praise you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please give a high five to your neighbors. Tell them welcome into the presence of God. Tell them it's Christmas time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Apostle Grace and his dear wife send you their love. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'll quickly have announcements. Um, please note, uh, on Christmas Day, we have one service. Praise God. On the 25th, we have one service, uh, Christmas service, from 10 to midday. Praise the Lord. I want you to be prompt, 10 to midday, so that you can go and have time with your families. Praise the Lord. Also, please note, um, we, we will not have a Sunday service on the 29th of December. That's next Sunday. Praise the Lord. In preparation for the overnight service. Praise the Lord. Are your five ready? Are your five ready? Please hand in those lists. Quickly, um, please note, Fanero Night of Prayer, uh, in preparation for 31st December 2019, you are kindly reminded to be intentional in inviting five <clears throat> plus guests for the day. Praise the Lord. Um, you see, when we say bring five, uh, it's not, it's not uh, a commandment, okay? But that's the grace that, that's the instruction given to us by the altar. It's, it's inviting people because God has been a blessing to you. So if he really has been a blessing to you, it's important and ardent that you invite people so that they may experience what has been a blessing to you. Praise God. So you're inviting people because God has been good to you. Praise the Lord. And it's going to be an awesome service, Okay. The harvest is ripe, praise the Lord. Um, also, please note that um, you'll be delighted to know that all persons with Airtel registered mobile phone numbers can now get the Fanero Night of Prayer caller ring back tune. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> MTN people should seek God. Praise the Lord. To activate, kindly use the code uh, staff157 star zero star nine four nine three three six two. Hush. Praise the Lord. So everyone who will call you will receive an invitation. Can you imagine someone calls you, they receive an invitation? That's how powerful it is. Praise the Lord. Uh, so it's important. It's, it can also be one of your ways of mobilizing. Okay? So please, uh, it's on your screens. Okay? Uh, also note, we'll have residential meetings after the first and second service. Uh, after first service in the upper parking space hall. And after second service, the posters are in the hall. That means the posters will be in the hall for our different locations, okay? Kindly look out for your area. Gulu Crusade. Somebody say the Gulu Crusade. The Gulu Crusade is happening from the 31st of January to 2nd February 2020. We humbly request all people who are interested to volunteer to take part in evangelism and mobilization to register by going to the information table at the back and call the mission's mobile number, 0200 999 Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. Please note also, we'll utilize weekends in December and January to join the teams in Gulu for mobilization. We shall also need those whose programs are flexible to camp in Gulu uh, in January for two weeks. You are blessed. Then also buy one more ticket, one more, uh, buy one or more jackets. For only 8,000 shillings, you can sponsor a reflected jacket to create awareness for the Gulu Crusade on the 31st of January to 2nd Feb. Uh, the sales table. We have a Christian's fundamental class after this service. Praise God. Don't you have people for, is a, I think a kid for, for, for dedication. Well, I don't seem to see it here. There was someone meant to be dedicated. I don't seem to have it here. Is it here? Someone had brought... Where is Mama Hezo? Where is she? She came and... Are there, is the person here? Okay, just get it for me. Praise God. Uh, uh, please, uh, the child is Israel Mutegechi. Praise the Lord. Come here with your parents. Israel Mutegechi, Grace. Come here with your mom, Masi. Chiwala. Faster, faster. Clap for them as they come. It's called Israel. Wow. What a name. Grace. I see Israel also here. Oh, Israel. What a name. Praise the Lord. Clap for these parents. I like the name. Praise God. Let's stretch forth our hands. In this ministry, we believe in the dedication of children. Praise the Lord. It's very, very important. Father God, we thank you for Israel Mutagechi Grace. We thank you that this kid is ordained, oh God, to be a potent in this generation. We thank you for his parents. We thank you that the wicked and unreasonable shall be very far from him, oh God. We thank you that this child shall have everything he shall need in their time and season to be relevant, oh God. Father, we thank you for the parents. We thank you that this child will grow up in the fear of the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Praise God. Um, open your Bibles to Isaiah 29:11. Uh, we have been in a, an amazing season, uh, understanding faith. Praise the Lord. How many of you have understood faith? You have, some of you guys, you have seen God increase you spiritually, you're more prayerful. You know, sometimes, firstly, uh, true profiting is in God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. John said, I rather that you may prosper in all things as your soul prospers. Praise the Lord. There's, there's a sudden prosperity that comes not because, that seems, that comes not necessarily because of the word of God. Praise the Lord. Certain people, they're increasing financially, but they're losing their soul. Praise the Lord. Godly prosperity is even as you increase in the things of, of this world, finances and all that thing, even your soul increases. You grow in God. Praise the Lord. That's the true order of growth. Praise the Lord. Even when you have more money in your account, you have a deeper hunger to pray. Praise God. That's our generation. Praise the Lord. You have a million dollars on your account, but every time you're always praying. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I, that's what I desire in my life. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 29, 11. 
As I was saying, we have been in a special season and a year of understanding faith. And uh, the ministry, the man of God, and many things in this ministry have been increasing, growing. Uh, the attendance has grown mightily. Our influence all over the world is increasing. Praise the Lord. And uh, as a ministry, I want to thank God that uh, we have seen his goodness. Praise the Lord. This year, as we understand faith. Praise the Lord. And I believe it's from one level <coughs> of glory to another. However, uh, even in this growth and expansion and, 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 and uh, increase, sometimes uh, it's, it's a bit um, disheartening to know that even some people in this time and season, some seem to fall away. And some seem to get lost in the midst of what is happening. Praise the Lord. And I pray that today someone, uh, as in the first service was, that to some, you may be challenged. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. To some, it may just push you forward. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 29, 11 says, And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed. Praise the Lord. The vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed. Listen, a vision ought not to be sealed. A vision ought to be open unto you. But to some men... The vision seems to be sealed. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, which men deliver to one that is land, saying, read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I cannot, for it is sealed. Listen, here it's not in the ability to read it just uh, from the basic place of the words written. But they can't read it because they cannot discern it spiritually. They don't, whatever they read does not cast vision to them. Praise the Lord. That, that means the word is close to them. Praise the Lord. Verse 12, and the book is delivered to him that is land, saying, read this, I pray thee, and he saith, I cannot, I am not land, praise the Lord. That means this does not matter whether a man is land or not land. That means you can give a certain vision to a man that is land and he's not able to read it. Because to him the book is closed. Not closed as in the sense of physically closed, but spiritually the book is not open to the man. Praise the Lord. Now this does not matter whether a man is land or unland. Praise God. Praise God. Isaiah continues to say, And the book is delivered to him that is not land, saying, Read this, I pray thee. And he saith, I am not land. Next line. Wherefore the Lord said, for as much as these people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Next line. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among these people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Praise the Lord. Can we have it in the message version also? I like the way the message brings it out. It says, what you've been shown here is somewhat like a letter in a sealed envelope. Praise the Lord. The expression here the Lord uses is, 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 is being given a letter and it has been pulled in a sealed envelope. Means you don't have the ability to read or discern what is within that letter. Praise the Lord. If you give it to someone who can read and tell her, read this, <clears throat> she'll say, I can't. The envelope is sealed. And if you give it to someone who can't read and tell him, read this, he'll say, I can't read. You realize that <coughs> this has more to do 
with the letter being sealed to men, irrespective of their education or their status, whether they're land or unland, they don't carry the ability. That means even men who can read can't read it. Even men who can't read can't read it. Why? Because it is sealed. It's close to them. Praise the Lord. The master said, these people make a big show of saying the right thing. Now, listen, he's defining these people. They, they, they make a big show of saying the right thing. <coughs> they even confess scriptures. They confess the right scriptures. He says, but their hearts aren't in it. Because they act like they're worshipping me, but they don't mean it. That means God is far from them. Even though they seem, are you getting me? Like they're speaking about God with their lips. They seem to honor God with their mouths. But the Bible says their heart is not in it. You see, you cannot walk in the spirit of faith except your heart is in it. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says that. 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says we are not keeping... No, no, don't give me a message version. (laughs) It says we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. He says, I have believed. How do you believe? With your heart. I have believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Let me tell you, faith without the heart is not faith. Because if a man has not believed, that's not faith. Certain men can speak words that are not in their hearts. Praise God. Certain men like, can speak like they, they know what God is doing in their time, but what they're talking about is not in their heart. That's the pattern of faith. Because we have believed, therefore we speak. Praise the Lord. You can, oh man, 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 today the man of God was deep. Oh, Papa was deep. Then you say, what did he say? Oh man, the stuff was deep. That's all. Are you getting me? They, what have they understood with their hearts? What have they perceived with their hearts? Praise God. Praise God. Because I was saying this in the first service. God is more interested in building you before you can walk in your true inheritance. I said this in the first service. God is more interested in building your life first than he may give you the inheritance that has been accorded to you as a believer. Many times, we ought to be more interested in the process than the end thereof. The end is obvious with the process. He says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to firstly build you up. The word ought to build a man. It means the word first has to build a capacity in you to contain the glory thereof. Praise the Lord. Some people want to be deep. They want to get on certain places. Let me tell you, me, I'm not interested in um, getting certain places before the Lord has built me a certain way. I don't worry. Let me tell you, once the Lord builds a certain way, never worry about the doors. Those are obvious. Praise the Lord. For me, I know it that once certain things happen in your life, certain things will be obvious. The rest is not to the swift. Neither is the battle to the strong. Neither bread to the wise. But the Bible says, time and chance happiness to them all. That means the experiences are very important for every believer. Oh man, I got it. Papa, help me. I need what? You know, I want to get married. Oh, I want this thing. I'm, I want this business. You know, they, you are so interested in the thing. Are you getting me? But you're not interested in the process. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Apostle Grace made a statement and, and he said, when men are interested in the end, that's last, without the process. 
That's last I loved that. Oh, that was deliverance. Praise the Lord. Men are asking for what capacity has not created in them. Men want to preach to the whole world without being built as ministers. Men, you hear a guy coming, pray for me. Uh-huh. There is this million dollar deal. I have to go to Congo. There like there is this deal of gold that has come up for three million, four, five million dollars. The guy the guy doesn't even tithe. Are you getting me? He's not a giver. Are you getting me? He wants a deal of ten million dollars. We have a problem. Are you getting me? You listen to a guy and we, 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 we usually pray those gibberish prayers. Sometimes me, I do say, I say, be it done unto you according to your faith. I, sometimes I, I give you an answer which is off. Are you getting me? If you, you know, because some may be stumbled. They're like, the man of God didn't. Some, if you, and I may chase you, and I, you know, I may just chase you. If, you're, if you're, 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 you're mature enough to receive, I can tell you the truth. And you, some people have told them the truth and they say, there is man. So I can't, because some people are praying. They want things that they don't even carry the capacity to contain. Those things can only kill them. Praise God. Praise God. Jesus did that mighty miracle of multiplication of bread and fish. And the ability and the power of the, on the Christ produced too much bread that men wasted it. Praise the Lord. The word can be too abundant in your life. Are you getting me? That it becomes a wastage. Can you imagine? In this ministry, this is a ministry of the word. There's too much. Can you think about the summons we have just this year? You, you just go through and just go through your mind. And every someone, some of you are saying, this is my someone. This one. Every someone is like your someone. This one, you know, he said, this one of windows, that was it. Then you enter doors and you're like, no. Uh-uh. You know, every someone is like that. So the word is too much. But many are not producing the results. Are you getting me? Of the abundance of the word. Because they have not built capacity within them. And sometimes in this kind of dispensation where there is too much available, sometimes you realize there is wasted. Praise the Lord. Some people fall away in the abundance of revelation. Some people lose the fire in the abundance of it's hard. They lose the fire. They lose the fire. The depth in this ministry is too much. The word is too much. The things that are said in this altar, I'm not bragging. Sometimes you never hear them anywhere. You put on your TVs. God has given us a special grace. Because you see, you see, you see, for every man called, God gives them a distinction in their ministry and call. That means what God has called us for, he has called us. And it can be a blessing to the body of Christ just as he has called others in their different parts. That means there's a uniqueness with every dispensation. Do you understand me? There's a uniqueness. Eli, if you're not unique and you're not distinct, there's a problem. Praise the Lord. You're not called. Praise the Lord. You see, there are certain things that are hidden from the naked eye. There's a certain wisdom that cannot come to normal men. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. But the Bible says, unto the Jews, he was a stumbling block. 
Unto the Greeks, he was foolishness. Now, I, I, want, I wish some of you knew philosophy and Greek. These are wise men according to the world. But they beheld Christ and he became foolishness. Why? Because Christ to them was not naked by the eye. It takes the spirit of God for him to be revealed. That means a man cannot discern Christ by a human brain. The wisdom on him was too much for any Greek philosopher. Too much. The Bible says Christ has become wisdom unto us. That means Christ is your wisdom. Are you getting me? That means if someone wants to understand the wisdom of God upon your life, they have to understand Christ. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.7, he says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. He says, even though hidden wisdom, that means the wisdom of God is spoken in a mystery, but Paul calls it hidden. That means this wisdom is not for everyone. This wisdom is for men that are initiated. That, that means if you're not initiated, you cannot discern this wisdom. He says, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, let me tell you something. There is a wisdom, are you getting me, that God ordained before the foundation of the world for your glory. That means no man can discern it. No man can understand it. But it was ordained for you. Praise the Lord. Now, listen. The wisdom was ordained for your glory. That means when this wisdom comes upon your life, you can only live a glorious life in Christ Jesus. When you look at this ministry, automatically you can see the wisdom of God. Some people ask us, how do people come here? One day, I'm always in the front. We always happen to be in the front. So one day, the, the Lord just told me, go to the back. So I moved to the back as the service, one of the funeral service, Thursday service. And I sat behind, I stood behind for a while, and the Spirit of God told me, observe. Listen, I saw people walking, and when God opened my eyes, it was though people were being pulled. You know when the Bible says, Christ shall draw men unto himself. I saw people walking, I said, ask God, but where are these people coming from? Now people are walking in, they are not stopping, praise the Lord. It takes the Holy Ghost, are you getting me? Sometimes you have to. The Lord just, I went behind and I said, but what? Listen, God must be, how do people walk in? Sometimes I meet people and they say, man, I was on the YouTube, on YouTube one day and I landed on you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just landed. As in, that thing where the wisdom of God causes a man, he's, as he's there wasting time on YouTube, he lands on Fanera. He's like, whoa. That, that's the wisdom of God. That wisdom is hidden. Praise God. That wisdom is hidden. Because some people ask us, but how? You know, they are looking for the how. Because it's hidden. It was ordained unto the saints for their glory. Praise the Lord. It was ordained. Praise the Lord. Next line, verse 8. It says, which none of the princes of the world knew. That means these guys, these were princes of the world. They had no access to this wisdom. He says, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That means they would not crucify the Christ. Because they didn't know that they were offering, they were part of offering eternal salvation. They didn't know. This wisdom was above their wisdom. The Bible says that the foolishness of God is higher than the wisdom of this world. You know, that thing confuses me. You mean God can be foolish? 
But they said the foolishness of God is higher than the wisdom of this world. I realized Paul was just using an expression. It's not true. God can't be foolish. But he went into human language to express the wisdom of God. That means if men are wise, the highest point of wisdom, God is above, God's foolishness is above the world's level of wisdom. For the Bible says the wisdom of this world comes to naught, nothing. That means when we wear the wisdom of the world, according to the eyes of the spirit, it comes to nothing. Greek mythology, I get it, comes to nothing and philosophy. When we wait by the eyes of the spirit, somebody say, Christ is my wisdom. Somebody say, Christ is my wisdom. You know, I remember when I, I, I just met Apostle Grace, we used to be talking and he's talking about, let me tell you, <laughs> you know, I wish some of you used to be in our conversations. They would be talking about things and if there were people, they said, these are mad people. Because there was nothing. Everything you see was not there. It was just a man who had believed. And I'm, sometimes I would listen to him and I go back laughing. You know, you know you're laughing because this was madness. It was foolishness to the world. But it was the wisdom of God. Let me tell you, we didn't start with you guys, with all these crowds and all this TBN business and all this name all, all over the world. No, it was not there. Those things followed. Hey! Those ones follow. Wait, let me tell you. You ask my wife. When I got this revelation, she knew me. I, she, I became a madman. She just looked at me and was like, because I... Sometimes I would say things and I'm a bit mad. But today you look at where we are. I, that means I was wise then. That was the wisdom of... She's my witness. She knows me. Ah, even as a wife, she would look at me and say, but my husband, he's a madman. But that was wisdom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now listen, there's wisdom. That's hidden. Paul calls it even the hidden wisdom. Now, I want you to tell you, as I continue, I want to tell you that this wisdom was ordained for you and me. This thing which your boss doesn't understand. Are you getting me? Let me tell you, where I work, they cannot start a general meeting, whether you, they are Muslims, before I preach. It's not there. In my company where I work. I didn't ask them. They feel that this guy, we can't start a meeting before pastors are. It's on the, on the company curriculum. How is how it says pastors are preaching. That's how general meetings start. <laughs> they, the company feels, if I don't preach, it can miss out. This is the wisdom of God. No, no, no. I wish I, wish I would get my phone. On, a comp on our company timetable, it is there. And I didn't ask them. Something inside there said we have to have him. Let me tell you, if you guys understand the wisdom, your bosses will sit down and listen to you. And when I'm preaching the word, everyone is under me. Yeah. <laughs> Even the boss. He says, we are blessed to have. You know, he also feels they need me. Get me? That's how you have to. This thing was ordained for you. Kati, how do you fire me? Kirawa. Even Muslims enjoy me when I'm preaching. They say, ah, when is he coming? Even they feel it because, you see, I speak what, is, what was ordained for them inside. 
I speak their heart. It doesn't matter whether you're... There's a level you get to. It doesn't matter what faith men carry. Something upon your life is distinct. They need it, whether they want it or not. What we have, the world needs. Let me tell you, what this ministry has, the world, the whole world, the entire life, needs it. We believe it, and it's our faith, and we, we have a message for the whole world. Don't be fooled by these bodies. Don't be mistaken by this green shirt. It can confuse you. You may think you also have it. Are you getting me? <laughs> you may see Apostle Grace in jeans that you have. Are you getting me? And you get confused in his jeans. Praise the Lord. But we have something, are you getting me? That was hidden. It was hidden. Praise the Lord. My God. Nine, verse nine. But as it is written, give it to me in the Amplified. But as it is written, you see, let me tell you something. Something can be written but hid from your eyes. But as it is written, but on the contrary, as the scripture says, what eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, what has not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared, made and keeps ready. There are things God has made and they are ready. Now, you need to understand that this wisdom, these things, they are made and they are ready. What eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, what has not entered the hearts of men. For the Bible says, for those who love him, who hold him, number one, in affectionate reverence, affection, their hearts are unto God. Promptly obeying him and gratefully recognizing the benefits he has bestowed. Praise the Lord. Verse 10. Yet to us, God has unveiled, now listen, and revealed them by and through his spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and, exa- exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden beyond man's scrutiny. Someone can be in this ministry, but they don't really know what God is doing in this ministry. They can hear the word, but they don't carry the relevance of the spirit to know what God is doing in this ministry. Because you're so taken up by the people, the crowds, the things, and you may miss out. And you see, if you don't understand what God is doing in this ministry, you can't be relevant in your part. Some people have the word, yes, the word is there. But many have missed it because sometimes certain things happen and you ask yourself, but did this person really understand what God was doing? They have been with us for five, six, seven, eight years, but they don't seem to get it. Their fire has gone down. They are weary. Are you getting me? And then you find someone new, come, been here maybe one, two years, and they get it and they fly. So let me tell you something. It's not about how long you've been in this ministry. It's not about long, how the time. Some of you may even have come today and you catch it. These things. You see, it takes a moment. (laughs) It's just one moment. It takes a moment. It's not about your position in the ministry. It's not about your whatever. You know, some people get taken up by positions. And these are places where God, we are taking on. You see, when you understand something about the kingly anointing, when God, 
the anointing upon our lives positions us for responsibility. The anointing of David, firstly, was just a positioning. A man takes down Goliath in a heartbeat, and that positions him to serve the man that carried the office before he walks into that very office. That means there are things that can only shed upon your life as you serve the Lord. That's why the Bible says, the Bible regards Elisha, the Bible says, as the servant of Elijah. People don't understand. The, the Bible says Elisha was the servant of Elijah. The Bible says Joshua, in Joshua 1, it says the servant of Moses. That means there are certain things that can't shed on a man except his serving. They can't. They can never. Never. There were other prophets who were in the school of Elijah, but they were not servants. They knew about the man. They knew about the prophecies. They knew about the anointing on the man. They even knew that he was leaving. But there was a certain urgency that was not on their spirits. And a man called Elisha carried the burden, even when the prophet would put him off. He says, as long as the Lord liveth. <laughs> he doesn't first say, he says, as long I like Elisha. There is a certain urgency of the spirit that was upon him because he was ready to receive something that normal men couldn't. Basic students of the word could not receive it. But a man serving the Lord. You see, people don't understand why the Bible says God tells Moses. He tells me, get me 70 men. He calls them elders, men that carry responsibility in the ministry who are serving others. He says, get me those 70 and I'll take of your spirit. Are you getting me? And place it. On them. That means the spirit of Moses could not settle on a certain kind of man. It can't settle on a normal man. It's, the Bible says, and the Lord said unto Moses, gather me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be. You know them to be elders of the people. These are men who carry responsibility. And officers over them. And bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation that they may stand there with thee. It says, and I will come down, talk with thee there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon you. He didn't say on the spirit, which is upon me. That means God, God got the spirit on Moses. <laughs> that means there are certain things, are you getting me? That if you don't carry them, there are certain, let me tell you something, a certain anointing will never set upon your life. If you are not, you have not positioned yourself to serve. There are things that will never, let me tell you, there's an anointing that can never be on men that don't serve God. Because men that don't serve God prove their bondage. Because we serve the Lord because we are free. We serve men because we are free. We don't serve because we are bound or because we have time. We serve out of our liberty. That means it doesn't matter to the degree of how much things you, that are in your life. Listen, you have to find time to serve God. That's why serving is a revelation of liberty. People who don't serve, there's a certain bondage in their lives. How can you not serve the Lord? How can you not? How can you be comfortable? They say bring five and you're like, but why are they saying five? Are you getting me? How can you? The question is, has, have you, whatever has been, that has been shared, has it been a blessing to you? Has it, the question, has it been a blessing to you? If you have love in your hearts, then you ought to want others to share in the same grace. That's it. That's, that's why we do mobilization. Because God has been good to us, we mobilize. That's why mobilization, I want to tell you, is firstly spiritual. 
It comes out of a relationship of, of what God has done in your life that you may go out to mobilize. If you're dry, there's still mobilization. Because you live in Stumble, people. Come to Fanero. You know how we mobilize? Me, I can mobilize in one second. You just see me and you want to come. Are you getting me? Whoa, you wait for Gulu. You see me and you, I enter a place and you're like, my God, I need to follow this man. Let me tell you. May that thing and grace be upon your life. May men see you and want to follow. Praise God. How can you meet Pastor Zach and you don't come for May I don't believe it. <laughs> Praise God. You have to have those convictions in your heart. Praise God. How can I not go somewhere and I'm not a blessing? Can you imagine? How, with what is upon your life and you don't bless people? You know that we lost that ability when we got born again. When you go into a place and you're not a blessing, how can you not be a blessing? Praise the Lord. I want to speak of a mystery in Matthew 25. You see, let me tell you something. It's ordained for us to find God at all times. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you seek me, if you seek me with all your heart, the Bible says you'll find me. That means if God is absent or you, you lack certain experiences of him, a certain presence, certain, you have, your heart is not in it. That's where the problem is. Your heart. That's what Isaiah was saying. It's a heart issue. Something left you. If you feel dry, something has gone. We can't be dry. We can't. You, let me tell you, even if you feel tired, God is faithful. He says, and you shall seek me and find me. He says, when? It's a given. When? You shall search me. That means it's a definite article. The moment you search me with all my heart, you'll find me. Praise the Lord. And you see, the heart has a lot to do with the spirit. Because, you see, the prophecy in Ezekiel, he says, a, a new heart will I give you. And then he said, and I'll pour, I'll give you a heart of flesh. He says, and I'll pour my spirit within you. That means in our hearts, you find the spirit of God. That's why I want to share this mystery in Matthew 25. There's some people, sometimes you get to levels and you're just too wary. And you don't understand why. Yes, the word is available, but something, even the word does not seem to be providing the application you need to walk in the destiny, to walk in the things that God has ordained you for. There are certain breakthroughs that have spent years coming. There are certain things that are not coming in your life. And sometimes people become wary. Praise the Lord. Matthew 25, very quickly. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Now, the Bible tells, tells us they are all virgins. They are ten. That means they all carried the expectancy of meeting the bridegroom. Next line. And the five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Now, we are going to understand why five are wise and why five are... This, this is according to the scripture. I'm not trying to insult anyone. But we need to understand what the scripture regards as wisdom and what the scripture regards as foolishness. And this is the differentiator. The Bible says, they that were foolish took their lamps. That means they had their lamps. What are lamps? The Bible says, your word is a lamp unto my feet. That means they had the word. They... It means they were not in lack of the word. The word was available. Are you getting me? They, they, it says they had the word. That means they took, listen, they took 
They that took were foolish, took their lamps. Now listen, that means they had the word, the Bible says, and took no oil with them. Now, that's what the Bible regards as foolishness. A man has the word of God. But the Bible says, and he takes no oil with him. Next line. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. That means the wise men had the lamps. That's right. They had the word. But they also carried oil. The anointing. The spirit of God. Praise the Lord. That's wisdom. That's wisdom. Because the Bible says. Like I said earlier. He says we speak this wisdom in a mystery. He says even the hidden wisdom of God. The wisdom of God was hidden to the Greeks. Because they didn't carry the spirit. For it to become wisdom. No, it became foolishness. That means the word to them was closed. They read the word, but it was closed to their eyes. Why? Because they didn't have the spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Because you see what happens. This is what happens. We have a problem. People that carry, some people have the word, but no spirit. You see, what happens? They'll start building a form of religion around the word of God. That's why Paul says, they carrying a form of godliness, but denying the power therein. Praise the Lord. And you shall receive the Spirit. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. You see, what people don't understand is that when the Bible says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost, it means power is a function of the Holy Spirit. That means the moment you, you have received the Holy Spirit, power, the power of God becomes evident in your life. There, there's got to be a power. You see, a man cannot have the Spirit and there's no power. That's not the Spirit of God. There ought to be a power. He says, but you shall receive power after. He means he gives that, he, he tells us how it comes. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And next time he says, and you shall be my witnesses. That means a man cannot be a witness of Christ without this. Because the Holy Spirit was there when he was dying. When he was at the cross, the Holy Spirit was a witness. Praise the Lord. When he resurrected, the Holy Spirit was there. Now when you receive him, you become a witness. Praise the, you know what happened. It's as though you are there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When, it's, when the Bible says that when he was buried, we were, the Bible says we were, you, it's an expression in him. And the Bible says when he was raised, the Bible says we are raised with him in the newness of life. That becomes an experience. That cannot be an experience except by the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So the Bible defines wisdom and foolishness in this understanding. Certain men had lamps with no oil, no spirit. Others had the oil. And the word. That's what the Bible regards as wisdom. Next line. Next line. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Now, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Now, you see, for a time, people that have the word and the oil, and people that have the word, they're all born again and no oil. For a while, sometimes they can all look the same. Do you know that? 
They can look the same, same weaknesses, what, same issues. They're experiencing the same issues. But then there's a distinction by the word. These are wise, these are foolish. The Bible says, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. That means the bridegroom, they, what, their expectation took a while. Many slept. Many slept. But the distinction was, there were some who were sleeping with oil and the word. And others, are you getting me? <laughs> Only had the word. Next line. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all these virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. That means they started, you know, walking on their lamps. It's time to meet the virgin. It's midnight. Then all those virgins, the Bible says, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. That means in the process of slumber, in the process of slumber, certain lamps went out. Because certain men carried no oil. Other men, are you getting me? As they were trimming, they had oil, are you getting me? Their lamps were lit, ready to meet the bridegroom. Praise the Lord, ready to meet the bridegroom. And the Bible says, next line, but the wise answered saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. I love this. I didn't have time to go in this. But go ye rather to them that sell. Remember, this is something likened unto the kingdom of God. Heaven. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Next line. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. They that were ready went in. That means men with oil are ready. <laughs> As in, when you have, they are ready. That means, whenever you have the spirit, you're ready. Are you getting me? They that were ready went in. Because the Bible says the spirit quickeneth. The spirit of God makes alive. Are you getting me? But without the spirit, listen, certain men, listen, they, 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 they become dull. They, they don't know how to enter their seasons. Why? Because of this function of the spirit. Now listen, it says, and while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Praise the Lord. That means a certain opportunity was available for men who were ready. And they that had the oil and the lamps, this depictive of the spirit and the word, went in. They that only had the lamp went to look for oil. And by the time they came back, in verse 11, the Bible says the door was shut. That means, listen, there are certain truths that are time-bound. Do you realize that? There are certain truths that a man has to know in a particular season. Let me tell you, there is a certain time, a certain abundance of truth will be available to men that are ready. And that's, this is the explanation why certain men never seem to be walking into their seasons. They have the word, they say, yes, we are believing, we are confessing, we are, but they have not understood the distinction of the spirit. Because, you see, let me tell you something. Many people struggle with the issue of the spirit because it, it I'll say this, it, it seems to abuse the maturity of the human mind. Because the Bible says, when it comes to the spirit, the Bible says, the wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but thou canst know where it goeth. That means the spirit of God can cause us to do things that are contrary to our human minds. And certain people struggle with that. You have planned to go to Kampala. The anointing says ginger now. <laughs> You're like, now. 
Are you getting me? Because it's, it's against your human plan. And that's, that, that, religion lies in organized plans. Are you getting me? Religion has taken out the spirit and there are things that just, are you getting me? They're just like that. There's no wind. Are you getting me? You know, that's me. I love the Holy Spirit. I love the Holy You know, today you can be here. Tomorrow you're somewhere. Ben meet you and they're like, are you the one? Me, I like the things of the spirit. Are you getting me? Praise the Lord. I remember after some years, of course, some people used to see me preaching and they're like, but he, is this the Zach we knew? They did. Some people struggled to understand. But he said, I'm a man of... When this thing landed on me, this thing can change every network. Is it, something gets upon your life and it is not in your family. Are you getting me? It cannot be defined by your level of education. It cannot be defined by your level of connections. That thing comes by the spirit of God. It's not by power, not by might, but by, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Your name can go places that it would never have gone. Praise the Lord. Never. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This ministry is known all over the world because of this principle. The wind. Praise the Lord. A guy can be there in his dream and he gets a word, Fanero. Praise the Lord. That's how it is. That's how we are. We, that's how we are crazy. When you're a man of the spirit, a man can be meditating. Then he hears your name. Ah, you No, know, because you're a man under this principle. Let me tell you, we're not limited, are you getting me, by physical things. Ah, we are like the wind. It bloweth where it listeth. The Bible says, say are those that are born again. The spirit factor is a very important principle in our lives. Without this thing, the Bible regards you foolish. Because the Bible says, a fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Because God is a spirit. How do you relate with him except you carry the same nature? God is in tongues. Are you getting me? God is in the waitings. Are you getting me? God is in the, are you getting me? He's in the secret place. The Bible says the God in secret. He, it means this is a secret God. He, he loves men that know how to close their doors. Are you getting me? But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret. He's hidden. The word secret means hidden. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward the openly. That's why I don't understand how someone, that's why the scripture says, forbid men not to speak in tongues. Because the Bible says, they that speak in an unknown tongue, the Bible says, they speaketh mysteries unto God. Amplified says, hidden truths. You know, as you're there, you're speaking things that are hidden from the eye. Rally. That's why don't play with the, the with the ministry of tongues. Don't don't. Some of you just pray in tongues idly. You don't know what you're doing. Are you getting me? Things are happening. Things that are hidden. That which I has not seen. Some of you sometimes you, you know sometimes you just need to pray. As you're praying, you're meditating about your business. Marakabashete, lalabakozaya, rigaba. Let me tell you something. That's how we make certain things work. Because let me tell you something. The word will give you the instruction to start a business. But the Spirit of God will bring the clients. Praise the Lord. The Word will give you instruction to start ministry. But the Spirit of God will fill the place up. That's why, let me tell you, in our day and dispensation, you cannot ignore the ministry of the Holy Ghost. You know, many have become weary because this factor has been choked. Because what people don't understand 
is this. Jesus Christ in John 10 said, I am the door. I am the door. I am the door. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, very, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. Praise the Lord. That means when the door was open, that was the Christ, Jesus. But you see, the door into, he is the door into what we expect. Men that carried oil and the lamp walked into the door, which is him. Do you get me? That means when a man understands the ministry of the spirit and the word, their expectation will never be cut short. You will never. That means the ministry of the word, of the spirit and the word will always create open doors unto you. That means you'll never be blocked. You'll walk in the things that God has ordained. Why? Because the word and the spirit can only be an experience. You see, let me tell you, the word of God ought to be an experience. Without the spirit of God, the word cannot be an experience. Because the moment you carry experiences, open doors are yours in the name of Jesus. They are yours. They are yours. That means the word of God starts, stops being something you're reading, scriptures. You see, this is very funny. The Magi, the wise men from the east, the Bible says they saw a sign. They, that, that, a sign depictive of the spirit. And they came because they had come to worship. The king of the Jews had been born. And when they came, they met Herod. And they told him the king of the Jews had been born. The Bible says all the men in Herod's kingdom were troubled. But it's very interesting. All the men, all the sorcerers, all the whatever, they couldn't, yes, they couldn't discern the time. They didn't know. They, because, you see, this was given to wise men. Where is that scripture? Give it to me. Is it in Mark or Matthew? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Give me the wise men. Where is it? Is it somewhere in? Give me in uh, from verse one. Verse one. It says, "But when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem." Saying, where is he that is born, the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. Stars, what do stars represent? Seasons and times. Okay? Okay? And I come to worship him. Praise the Lord. When Herod the king heard these things, the Bible says he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. Because a new order had come. (laughs) And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where the Christ should be born. Next line. And they said unto him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Now listen, these guys had it written in the Torah, in the books, but they never knew where he would be born. It takes spirituality. Are you, getting me? you have to have the spirit of God to know. That means these guys had it written in their Bible, but they couldn't tell. Let me tell you something. The word can be closed to your life until, are you getting me? The spirit of God makes it an experience. That's why let me tell you something. In our dispensation and time, we cannot afford that craziness. In our dispensation, this is a dispensation. This ministry is a reconciliation of the spirit and the word of God. It's birthed out of that. This ministry is birthed from that understanding. 
Because for a long time, you'd find men of the spirit. Because you see, this is what happens. When you find men that carry the word, yes, they'll have the word. But you'll notice they'll build tradition and religion around the word of God. And when you find men without the, with the spirit only, without the word, they'll, they'll yield to all forms and manners of witchcraft, all familiar spirits. Why? Because the word gives us the boundaries of habitation in the realm of the spirit where we live. That means the word of God is to give us boundary in this realm where we live. It's to give us understanding in what we are. We are spirit beings. The word defines it. That's what the word of God does. That means when you find a man lacking any of these two, having one and lacking the other, they'll carry a deficiency in their lives. But when you find men that have understood this reconciliation, that's the place where creation happens. The Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord began hovering. And the Bible says, and he said, let there be light. That means the spirit and the word created. That's how, that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You see, you cannot have the word only. Uh-uh. You cannot have, you'll waste. Neither can you have the spirit only. We're in a time where discernment will be impossible if men don't carry this understanding. Because it's important to understand what we are. Listen, some people, listen, I pray today that some of you, God, may open your eyes deeper. Not just to listen to the word. Yes, listen to the word of God is part of it. But the implication of what God is saying in this time. This ministry is a ministry where if we are all to be ministers, the Bible says, he that ministers, the Bible says, let him wait upon the Lord. This ministry is a function of waiting. The man of God is a minister of God. He ha- I mean, that's why sometimes you look at this ministry. Many people also don't understand. They say, how can those guys? No, no, no. This is what God has done. The Bible says, they that wait on the Lord. The Bible says, he shall renew their strength. That means, if, if a man has not mastered the principle and the art of waiting, they'll be weak and weary. You know, there are some people I realized in this ministry, and I realized, I was asking myself, why? Certain people, they seem like they have been with us for a long time, but sometimes you notice that they have become weary. And I realize this is the factor. Sometimes, let me tell you something. We have served. And we, we feel like we have not yet started. Me, that's how I feel. We, I feel like there's too much more. And you see, um, we, we, don't, we look back and we thank God for what he has done in this ministry. But, you know, one of the things that, irrespective of how much he has done, we know that it is not by might, not by power, not by might. It's, we know it, that it is by the Spirit of God. That means when things are done by the Spirit of God, the, the, the yoke will be light. Are you getting me? The burden will be easy. Are you getting me? How do you reach out to the whole world like that? Why? Because of the Spirit of God. And let me tell you something we'll continue to do. For me, at the moment I continue, I continue seeking the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Listen, I will be relevant in my season and time. That's why if you want to minister over the years, learn the principle, the ministry of the Holy Spirit. If you learn the ministry of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. You'll be relevant all the days of your life. All the days. You know it's possible to be relevant all the days of your life. I Take it in the name of Jesus. There, there will be a freshness about your life all the days of your life. All the days. All the days. Me, for, for me, I believe it. Listen, all the days, there will be something fresh. There will be something new. There will be something refreshing about my life. You can be a star in your generation. 
Because listen, we are stars. We are stars. We are stars. Listen, you are you are born to be a star. You are, ah. He says, look at the stars. He told Abraham, look at them. If you're able to count them, he said, so shall your seed be. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You can't count. Listen, there's something in our lives that is endless. I love the wonderful woman of God, Esther. Esther, depictive of the star. The Bible says something so powerful about Esther. Every time I look at it, I, it just blesses me. How Listen, there was something upon Esther. The Lord says it. He says, when every man looked upon Esther, they wanted to favor Esther. God put a thing. It's there in your Bibles. The moment, I mean, the moment you look at Esther, you want to remove your shoes and give them to her. It's something. You want to, ah! That means Esther, you couldn't. The moment Esther appears, favor. Ah. And the man of God said, we have entered a season of favor. You know, anywhere you go and touch, the moment you enter a place, everyone starts, are you getting me? People know what to do. Great. People, whoa, 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 whoa. These things were written a four time, for our learning. But you see, the, there was a process to Esther, you know, manifesting this, this anointing and glory. You know, Esther carries one of the most distinct and most rare forms of favor that we ever see in the scriptures. The Bible says she was under Mordecai. And the Bible says when Mordecai brought her into this beauty pageant, the Bible says every day he walked into the courts to see what Esther would become. The star. The Bible says, as the manner was for all the women, the Bible says for six months they had purification of oil. Oil. They would get these women, the most beautiful women in the world, I imagine, then. Praise the Lord. But my wife is better. Praise God. You see, let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you, there was oil. They got oil and smeared them on these women. Six months of oil. The spirit, the anointing. Oil significant of the anointing. It's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. They smeared oil on them for six months. And then for other six months, they smeared spices, odors, fragrance. The Bible says we are a savour of his knowledge, a fragrance. That means through the word, the word is the spice. You know, <laughs> you know, you that's why some of us, some of you, you listen to us and you don't want to stop because of the spice. But you see, it's not just the spice, which is the word, but firstly the oil. That means as we are speaking, there's an anointing that produces vision in your heart. There's an oil firstly, I hear me, with the spice. Check. For so were the days of their purification accomplished. Two weeks, six months with oil of ma, six months with sweet odors, and with other things for the purifying of the women. Next line. Thus, every, thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with. To go with her out of the house of the women unto the king's house. Now listen. One of the description of the other women, this process was done 
to them, but they desired to go with other things to meet the king. That's a problem. So they desire, they would, ah, me, I want to go with a blue dress. Me, I want, I don't know, whatever. Whatever they want to go with to meet the king. But for Esther, now listen to Esther. He says, in the evening, now when Esther's turn came, in the evening she went, and on, the, and on the morrow she returned into the second house. Now this is now the process that was happening to other women. That means they would go, and then tomorrow they would return to the second house of the other women to the custody of a guy called Shagaz, the king's chamberlain, which kept the concubines. That was the normal order of other women. They meet the king, he, he, ah, then they send them. She came in unto the king no more except the king delighted. That means if you, you go the other side, you don't go unless the king really wants you back. And that, and that she were called by name. Okay, next line. Now, somebody say now. When the town of Esther, the daughter of Abihail, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken for her his daughter, was come to go in unto the king. I love Esther. The Bible says she required nothing. There was nothing to add to the oil and the word. Nothing. That's all I need. I don't need more. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. You see, let me tell you something. Once you have oil and the word, you don't need anything extra. Other things follow. Let me tell you, when you understand this principle, you will never look for other things. This ministry was birthed from that. Let me tell you, many things have followed us because of that principle. The world will follow us. All these funny, these great accolades and things and great things will come. But listen, once you have the oil and the word, the spirit and the word, you require nothing. But what, listen, but what Haggai, the king's chamberlain. Now, it's interesting to know that Haggai, the word Haggai means meditation. But what meditation, the king's chamberlain, are you getting me? The keeper of the women appointed. And now listen, this is where the thing, and Esther obtained favor in the sight, not of some, are you getting me? Of all them, that means the moment you looked at Esther, she had favor before you. This is the ministry of the spirit and the word. This is what it does. Let me tell you, you stand distinct in a generation when you understand this principle. You stand distinct in your ministry when you understand this principle. You stand distinct as a businessman when you understand this principle. You stand distinct as a wife when you understand, as a husband, as a father, when you understand this principle. Rebecca comes to a well, the Bible says, at the time when the women, the daughters of men came to the well. And the Bible says, Abraham's servant said, the one I will ask to give me some water. And then she does not only give me water, but also feeds my camels. That will be the one. That means there had to be a certain network on Rebecca. It was not just the word, the request. Ah, There was the spirit, there was a network on Esther, on Rebecca. And she was the wife, fit for Isaac. Network, I get him, and the word. She came from the tribe of Abraham. She belonged, but the, the, the network was a necessary prerequisite for her to enter the next phase of her life. I pray in the name of Jesus that, listen, you may never miss your season, your appointed seasons. Let me tell you, when you understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit, 
you will learn to wait on the Lord. When you understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit, prayer will become easy. It will stop being a burden. Prayer will become a way of life. When you understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit, listen, utterances will be easy. God will fill up your mouth with good things. Praise the Lord. You know, some people are stuck because they don't understand this. The moment this thing gets a hold of your life, the wind bloweth where it listeth. You see, Jesus, for 30 years, was a lamp. He was the word. He was the word. No power. But he was the word. He used to debate scriptures. 30 years. He meets John the Baptist. John the Baptist tells him, no, 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 no. It is required that you are the one to baptize me. He says, no, 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 no. I won't do that. I have to first be baptized by you that all righteousness might be fulfilled. The man is baptized and open heavens are for him. That means, listen, righteousness is not fulfilled until this becomes true in your life. The ministry of the Spirit and the Word. That means, let me tell you something. That your righteousness will carry relevance when this twofold principle works upon your life. The Spirit, because it opens heavens. The Bible says, and the name of Jesus went far abroad. That means it was Jesus. He had the word. He was talking the word, debating scriptures for 30 years. No power. Until the ministry of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says they saw the, the spirit, the dove descending, the spirit of God descending upon him like a dove. And the heavens were open unto him. And the Lord said, this is my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased. The Bible says the spirit picked him and rushed him into the desert. The wilderness experience. You see, the ministry of the Spirit, listen, listen, we cannot ignore. We cannot because it's not by power. It's not by might. It's not by might. It says, but it's by my Spirit. I pray, oh God, an urgency of the Spirit gets upon some of you. An urgency, a certain urgency of, listen, we're in a time that is very sensitive. We are on the border of something bigger than our lives. We, I mean, God has done things, but I, some business we are being more pushed to prayer. Some of you will be in times and you'll be pushed to pray, pushed to be alone because God is doing something. There's a definition happening. I pray that as we enter this season of extreme favor, the favor of God, I pray that God may define this by vision to you personally. The hidden wisdom concerning favor may be revealed unto you. That you may know the places that have been made access unto you. That the doors that ought to be yours may be open. Oh, we bless the Lord for 2019. God has been good to us, understanding faith. But Father, it's from one glory to another. For where we have not understood, God help us. God help us. For where we have been slack, God help us. For where the fire hasn't been burning, God revive us. Rakaba stoleanda brosekea. Riban tolebo saeba elebo saya. We thank you for our ministry. We thank you for the man of God. We thank you for the word that has been delivered faithfully on this pulpit. We thank you for the man of God. Rekamando yeba kaelemosa. God renew our strength. God renew our strength. God renew our strength. Let us run faster and not faint. Mantebra di colabosa yereba shiki. Lantere bosara. Let things.
things that were closed unto us become open doors in the name of Jesus in this season. Let the weary be strengthened in the name of Jesus by your spirit. The ministry of your spirit revives our hearts. That you shall pour your spirit within us and cause us to walk in your statutes and keep your judgments. Oh, the spirit of God causes us to walk in his statutes, in his ordinances. It causes us to walk in the word. The word of God becomes a reality. It becomes an experience in our lives. those that have been weary those that feel weak I pray oh God that you might strengthen them by your spirit those that have been slack in vision I pray oh God that the vision may be made brighter those eyes that have had become deep oh God I pray oh God that you may brighten the vision I pray, O oh God, that to many of you, the vision that God has given us may become clearer to you. I pray that in there, O oh God, that you may find your relevance. That in there you may find your relevance. That in there, O oh God, your opportunities are created, O oh God. That in there, O oh God, you may never miss out on your seasons and times.
that in there oh god you may be made strong that in there oh god you may be made mighty I feel God renewing certain people's strength. I feel God renewing certain people's strength. The grace is available right now. You can receive it right now. It can become a new day today. Spiritually. Lando Riba Costa. Those things that God has been prompting your heart, I pray that you may find the ease to do them. Those convictions in your heart, oh God, I pray that they may bear fruit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that those hard places in your flesh, God breaks them in the mighty name of Jesus. God break those places that you may walk in the things that you've been ordained to. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Soon we'll be in a season of prayer and fasting. Soon, very soon. Soon we'll be closing the year with our night of prayer. I pray, O oh God, that in the season that's coming, that God may reveal unto you great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. That's my prayer. I also pray that prayer upon that God may reveal to me great and mighty things. Because there are things that you will only know. There are certain truths that you that only will be revealed to you by the Spirit of God. Only. They were ordained for that way. It's not like you can't study them in the Word. God will bring them to light concerning your destiny. I pray this may happen in dreams and visions. In fastings. In waitings. As you study the word of God, God starts making distinct marks of your life. He starts, you know, it's beautiful for, you know, there are some people that have taken years to receive visions concerning their destiny. I pray, oh God, that listen, that may become a reality right now in the name of Jesus. That certain marks of your destiny may become clear. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you have never given your life to Christ, this will be a beautiful moment to receive Jesus Christ. Kindly raise up your hand as we close this up. Kindly raise up your hand and walk forward. Just clap for them as they come forward. If you feel, if you know that you have never given your life to Christ, this is what an opportune moment to receive him. We'll just give you a minute as you come forward. Somebody clap for them as they come forward. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Is anybody? 
anybody? Anybody? Christmas Day. We've got a service 10 to midday. Please keep